All right, hey friends, this is episode four of the Global Methodist Catechism series. I'm here with Susanna. Say hey to everybody, Susanna. Hello. How are things going with us this morning? Kind of late. Oh, we're recording kind of late? Mm-hmm. But have things been pretty peaceful around the home and the office? Mm-hmm. What kind of day is it over here? Usually I would have my violin lesson and have to go around here, but about now, but I had to cancel, so that's usually what we do on Tuesdays, but I've been making slides for today's readings, and it's really what I've been doing here at the office. And practicing violin yeah. before that. But Susanna made all the slides for today. I didn't have to correct much in them, so she's getting more capable. Very good. So are you ready to go ahead and get into it? Yes, sir. Okay. Let's... um. We're always going to start with a quiz. I'm only going to do three questions each time, so I'll start mixing them up. But uh, let's see how she does. Susanna, do you believe in God? Yes, I believe in God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. Good. Who is God? God is the one true, holy, and living God, the eternal spirit, the Holy Trinity. Okay, that was perfect. And number three, what is the mystery of the Trinity? God is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, distinct but inseparable, eternally one in essence and power. You did it. Susan, tell me before we turn the cameras on, Daddy, I don't have the last two memorized, but you did it. Um, you said God is the Father, but in the answer here, it has God is Father. So, of oh. course... That the doesn't make a big difference. Okay. But you did a good job. Good job, Susanna. <laughs> okay, so we're going to cover chapter four today, or question four today. And for those of you who are following along from home, this is a document <laughs> that is put out by Seedbed, and I've got a link to it in the show notes that you can go and order your own copy if you want one. But Susanna has put these slides together. Let's enjoy this slide for question number four. The question is, how is God Almighty? And Susanna, read the answer. God is infinite in power, wisdom, justice, goodness, and love. Very good. All right, so these words all matter. Uh, the first one being infinite. Do you have an understanding of what the word infinite means? No. It means without end. So you can't quantify it. You can't say... Uh, for instance, God is powerful, but he only has so much power. No, God has all the power. He's he's almighty. He has all the power. Or you can't say he only has some wisdom. No, he has all the wisdom. His wisdom is infinite. It never ends, so you can't reach its limits. So uh, he's infinite in these things. Do you have a sense of what power is? It's sort of... It's like, oh, what word should I use? Power. Mighty. Okay, so might has to do with power. It's the ability to do what you want to do, pretty much, to do what needs to get done. So God is all-powerful. That means that he can do whatever he wants. Nothing can stop him. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so we've got power. Wisdom. What is wisdom? Knowledge. Knowledge, but it's not exactly the same as knowledge. Do you have a sense for what is the difference between wisdom and knowledge? No. Okay. So knowledge is just knowing stuff. It's knowing how fast a cheetah can run. It's knowing what time of month to pay your bills. It's just random stuff. Wisdom is knowing how to apply the knowledge rightly. Does that make sense? There are a bunch of very smart people who have a lot of knowledge, but they're still really stupid in the way that they use that knowledge or don't use that knowledge. God is infinite in his wisdom in that he knows exactly how to use all the knowledge that he has. Okay. I understand now. Okay, let's look at the next one. What was it after wisdom? Justice. Okay. Do you have a notion of what justice means? Harshness. No. (laughs) Sometimes it's harshness. Justice is giving people what they deserve. So it's rewarding the good, punishing the wicked. Now, we've already covered that God is powerful enough to do these things, but some people are concerned maybe God isn't going to do them the right way. Maybe he's going to punish the righteous and reward the wicked. But the Bible is very clear. God is perfectly just. He knows exactly how to punish people. He knows exactly how to reward people. Is that good news? Yes. Okay, so he is infinitely just. And then what's the final one? Goodness and love. Okay. Goodness. That might be harder to define. What is good? Kindness, love, patience. It's a fruit of the Spirit. That's what I think you're focusing on. But what is goodness? If if somebody asked you, Hey, I don't know what that word goodness means. What would you say? I don't really have a good answer either other than to say the opposite of bad, the opposite of sin. Yeah, I was about to say uh, the thing that's not evil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. So goodness is, is God is infinite in his goodness in that he is never sinful. He is never bad. He is only ever good. I know we're not supposed to use the the word in the definition. Mm -hmm, uh, Yeah, I was thinking of that. I'm like, I can't use the word in the definition. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard. Um, I might should have had our dictionary here with me, but we both, you know, we use this word all the time, good, and we know exactly what it means. It means pleasing, morally upright, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. So that's God is infinite in his goodness. We actually get the word good from the word God. God is the definition of good. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yes. Okay. What was the final one? Um, Love. Okay. What is love? Love can be many things. It's actually... <sighs> Justice and love are sort of the same thing. Are they? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it it's hard to explain what love really is to me. So I think it was St. Thomas Aquinas who said that love is willing the good of the other. Whoever it is that you love, 
you want what is good for them. Whatever is good, you work to make it happen because you love them. Is love a feeling? When you love somebody? Yes. Yes, it obviously is. Yes. But it's more than a feeling. It's a way uh-huh. of acting towards somebody. You don't just feel affection for them. You do things for their good. So God is infinite in his ability to do good for us, to, to will the good for us. And he loved us before we could ever love him back, so that's why our lives are now directed in loving him back. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you ready to uh, get into these scripture readings that undercut or under undergird all these? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go to the first one. Can you read this to us, Susanna? With him is wisdom and strength. He hath counsel and understanding. Okay, what's that from? Job chapter 12, verse 13. Okay, and which of the qualities in the answer are mentioned here? Wisdom. Okay, wisdom. What of, of the, the ones listed strength? Does that correspond with any of the ones that we saw here? Justice? Mm. Uh, power? Yeah, I was thinking power. I, I think power is a good one right there. So, uh, yeah, I think that fits. And then if you look at counsel and understanding, these two have to do with wisdom. Okay. Okay, let's do the second one here. I know that... Thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Okay, so again, which of the five qualities that it talked about in the answer are mentioned here? Mm, Power, I know that thou canst do everything. And wisdom, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Would that be wisdom? I would think that that would be power as well. But, you know, yeah, no matter how wise you get, you're not going to be able to read other people's thoughts, are you? Mm -mm. But if you were powerful, if you had superpowers, then you Mm -hmm. could maybe read people's thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. All right, then let's go on to the next. Well, before I do that, um, friends, all these readings that we're getting are on the bottom here, and they are also mentioned in this book here. So this is not just random scriptures that I grabbed. These are recommended by the authors of the Catechism. Okay, let's go to the next reading. Go ahead, Susie. Justice and judgment are the habit of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Okay, so which of the five qualities of God mentioned in the answer are seen here? Justice. Exactly, yes, justice. And remind me, what is what is justice? Punishing the bad and rewarding the good. Yeah, giving people what they deserve. Good, okay. What other qualities do you see Do you see any others in this one? 
Here, I'll, I'll go back. I'm thinking of wisdom. Wait. I'm thinking wisdom. Uh, truth has to do with wisdom, surely, yeah. But mercy and truth... Um, so we have a God who is just, but he's also merciful. Do you remember what mercy is or what merciful means? Uh, it's hard to, I do know what it means. It's just hard to explain. It's... The basic... giving, giving them another chance. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, mercy is shown whenever a person could punish another person, but they choose not to. And so our God is just, but he's also merciful. He's not real eager to, to give out punishment if he doesn't have to, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So mercy, let's see, what was it? Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. So when God is considering how it is that he is going to be just, he's thinking mercifully, but he's also concerned with the truth. And the reality is that some people have done wrong and they need to get punished, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Lots of people have done wrong, not... Well, yes, some. <laughs> well, no, we've all done wrong. We were all born in sin and deserving of punishment, mm-hmm. and that's why God punished Jesus instead, right? Mm-hmm. And what does that make Jesus when he took our place? A substitute. There it is, yeah. So, And we'll get into that later, I'm sure. Let's go on to the next scripture reading. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And where's that from? Psalm 107, verse 1. Okay. So which qualities of God do we see in this one? Love or goodness. There you go. For he is good, right? Mm -hmm. He's good. So goodness is there, and then it talks about his mercy again. I don't don't think we need to talk about anything else. Is there anything else with this one that you want to talk about? I was saying love, because give love or thanks to the Lord. Mm, Thanks really isn't the same thing as love, but that's also about us giving it to him, not him having it necessarily. Mm -hmm. So, but mercy is kind of close. To, why would he be merciful if he didn't love us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to the next one. Go ahead and read that, Susanna. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Where's that from? Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9. Okay, so as we look at the qualities of God, remember we have... Power, wisdom, justice, goodness, and love. Which one does that make you think of when you look at this? Power. Power. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So power is able to do whatever you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see that in this. Of course, it is true about God that he can do whatever he wants, but here it's not talking about how he 
can do what he wants. Rather, it's speaking to what knowledge he has that we don't have. Wisdom. There it was, wisdom. So as the heavens are higher than the earth... He gave it away. Huh? He gave it away. Uh, By saying knowledge? Uh Uh-huh. I can do that. You're my daughter. I can make (laughs) things easy for you. So, but yeah, it's saying, okay, are the heavens higher than the earth? Yes. Okay. So it says here, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher higher than your thoughts. So our, his ways are just the way he does things. So that would also speak to justice, right? Because God dispenses justice in the way that makes sense to him, not to us, right? Mm-hmm. But then when it talks about his thoughts, that would be knowledge or better wisdom. And so um, is heaven just a little bit higher than the earth or a lot higher than the earth? A lot. Okay, so that's how big the difference is between us and God. So there are a lot of people, Susanna, who don't like how God does things. They think that he lets evil people get away with too much, or that he doesn't reward good people enough, or he should have kept somebody alive longer, and they need to understand that God is so much wiser than all of us. He's so much better than all of us, and that true joy lies in submitting to him and understanding he knows better than we do. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, let's look at the next one. Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Okay, is this one obvious? Which which quality of God is, is seen there? Power. Absolutely, yes. Power is right there. Behold, thou hast made heaven and earth by thy great power. 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 He has the power. He stretched out his arm. There is nothing too hard for him. That's good news, right? Mm-hmm. He can do whatever he wants. And he's good. And he's just. Mm-hmm. This is wonderful. Okay, anything else to say about this one? I'm sure we could talk about it more, but we've oh. got a couple. Go ahead. Uh, It's... Do you want me to tell the... Oh, yeah. Where's that from? Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17. Okay. Okay. I think we're ready to go on to the next one. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Good. Okay. So which of the qualities of God do you think that this deals with? Infinite. Hmm. He's infinite in those five things. Let's stick to the five things, okay? Yeah. So, what were the five things? Uh, Goodness, uh, wisdom, power, justice. The order is power, wisdom, justice, goodness, and love. Good for you. There are actually six. One, two, three, four, five. You just listed five. What was the order again? Put it on your hands. Fingers. Power, wisdom, justice, goodness, love. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. You can't count. You can remember things, but you can't count. I I forgot that I wasn't using my thumb to start. Okay. I was using my pointer finger. Oh, yeah. That changes everything, doesn't it? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because I was starting like this and Mm. then went like that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So... 
Jesus said, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So what quality does this have to do with God? Power. Yeah, I agree with that too. Power is in a lot of these ones. Yeah, power is important, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, God isn't really worth worshiping if he can't do the things that he needs to do, right? Mm -hmm. So God is powerful. And did you tell people where that one was from? Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. Okay. Anything else to be said about any of this? I don't think so for me. Okay, this one, this next one's easy. Say it. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Um, Luke chapter 1, verse 37. Okay. So what quality of God do you think this is attached to? Power. I think so too. Yeah, nothing is too hard for him. Nothing is impossible for him. He can do quite literally whatever he wants. He can snap his fingers and end all of this. Everything will fall apart without Mm -hmm. his sustaining, right? Mm -hmm. But everything is sustained by him choosing to sustain it. Every breath that you and I draw, every heart, every beat our heart makes is undergirded by God. God gave us the breath that we use to sin. Mm, yeah, that's a good quote. I think that's from Leonard Ravenhill that I quoted from the pulpit. Is that where you remembered it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. You're so good at this. Okay, let's look at the next one. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, through though, he, though he bear long with them? That's from Luke chapter 18, verse 7. Okay. So do you know that word elect? Who are the elect? The chosen ones. Okay, and who is that? God's righteous people. Who are they? The Jews or the Hebrews or the Israelites. So God's elect nation was the Jews, and yet he has also elected... The Israelites. Well, that's the same. He's elected us. Yes. We are his elect, but we're not Jews or Hebrews. Mm Mm-mm. We're part of the New Covenant people. So whenever it's talking about how God shall avenge his own elect, he's talking about us. God is going to avenge us. Do you know what avenge means? I sort of do and I sort of don't. It has to do with the notion of justice. It's when you punish evildoers. So... Batman is hated because he takes vengeance for himself rather than letting the government do it. <laughs> but the thing is that uh, Christians are also told that we should not take vengeance for ourselves because God is going to do it. Is God perfectly just? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's infinitely just, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So that means that if we can be peaceable here and now, we can cry out to God and he will help us, and he's going to punish the wicked just right. Do you think we can trust in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, let's go on to the next one. Go ahead here. But God commendeth his, commendeth. Commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's from Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Okay, so commendeth is not really a word we use anymore. This is in the King James. It means he shows his love. For us in that way. How did he show his love for us? While we were sinners, Christ died for us. So God didn't wait for us to become good before he sent Jesus. 
Rather, he loved us even though we didn't deserve it. Does that feel good? Yes. Yeah. Some days I'm not very easy to love, but God loves me anyway. And because he loves me, that makes it easier for me to be how I ought to be rather than how I feel. So which which of God's qualities do we find in this one? Love. Absolutely. Yeah. Love is willing the good of the other. And because he loved us so much, he sent his son to die for us. Did he send Jesus against his will? Against his will. Did Jesus want to die for us or did God make him die for us? Jesus wanted to die for us. Yeah, because Jesus is God, right? We covered Mm -hmm. this in the Trinity portion. God loves us. So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were all of one mind because they are one that Christ had to die for a propitiation for our but sins. They're, they're all meant to do different things, right? Yeah, and Christ is the one meant to die for us. The Father is the one made to raise him from the dead. The Spirit and is the one to connect us with them. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. He's the one that takes our, lifts our prayers up to God. Yeah, they each do multiple things mm-hmm. more than we can understand, but they all work together as one God for our salvation, and for their own glory. Isn't that great? All right, let's go to the next one. This one's kind of long. Go ahead. Oh, the depth depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Or who hath been his counselor? Or who hath first given to him? And it shall be recompensed. Recompensed unto him again. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. Where's that from? Romans chapter 11, verse 33 through 36. Okay, so this was a big piece of work. Can you see which of God's qualities are mentioned here? Wisdom. Yeah, right at the front. Oh, justice. Is the justice part there? Where is that? Judgments. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I was thinking power. Yeah, I mean, these things are all tied together, but um, okay, so... Wisdom and justice are both mentioned explicitly here. Good. Very good. Okay, so um, whenever it's talking about depth, do you understand what depth is? Mm -mm. That's how deep something is. So if you try and dig down to the bottom of God's wisdom or his justice, you can't reach the bottom. So this is dealing with the infinite part, right? You see that? Okay. Um, Whenever it says... Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? What's the answer to that question? No one. Absolutely. Very good. Nobody knows those things. He is way beyond anyone else. And no one is in charge of him. Right? Yeah. And that that means power, right? You said with power you can do anything you want. Yeah, yeah, I think that that is clearly something that comes out of this. Very good. Um, Who has first given to him, and it shall be 
recompensed unto him to get again. Do you know what that word by mm-hmm. context clues? Okay, mm-hmm. recompense means that you give it back, that you owe somebody. Is there anything that we can do to put God in our debt so he owes us? No. No. There is nothing we can do. Everything we do for God, we're paying back something that can't be paid back. It's without price, you know. Okay, very good. Anything else to be said about this one? Mm-mm. Okay, I agree. Let's go on to the next one. To God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. That's from Romans chapter 16, verse 27. That one's really hard. Which one, which one of God's qualities is mentioned here? You don't see it? I was being sarcastic. Go ahead. Wisdom. Yeah, it's right there. To God to only wise. wise. Yeah. So we might think that we're wise. We're not wise. We may be a little bit wise, but we're not wise as God. In 1 Corinthians, you heard me preach that series. Right at the beginning of the letter, he talks about how there are people who think they are wise, but they're actually fools, and we need to become fools for Christ because his wisdom looks like foolishness to the world. So it is possible to be wise, but you're going to look really foolish to the world. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, if you're thinking you're wise and smart, that's not tied together. Those two things are not tied together. Yeah, that's what we were talking about a little bit ago. So just because you're really good at math or science or literature, that does not mean you know what you're doing in life. Some Mm -hmm. of the smartest people in life have the most dysfunctional lives. Life is not about becoming as smart as you possibly can, Mm -hmm. but life is about pursuing these qualities of God so that we can be like him. Whenever Jesus says, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect, he means that. We need to be striving to be like him. All right, are you ready for the hardest reading? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not, not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to the... To be? To be the... Propitiation. Propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and to testify that the Father sent the Son, to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love 
that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in love, and God in him. That's from First John chapter four, four verse seven through sixteen. <sighs> Good. That was a lot of reading. Yeah, and it all was about love. Good. So even though you were really challenged here, you were able to pay attention. There was only one word that you didn't know is propitiation. Mm-hmm. It said, um, herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So that's sort of like a substitute. Well, so he was a substitute, but the thing is our sins had to get paid off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing... God had to do something. If he is perfectly just, he has to punish wickedness. Mm-hmm. And so he's either got to punish us or he's got to punish someone else for us, and that's what makes Jesus a substitute, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing about propitiation, it's not about someone taking the place of another. It's about a price being paid. So whenever okay. it says Jesus is the propitiation of our sins, that means he paid our sins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, is there anything else to say about this? I mean, it's all about love. It says that God is love. There's love, like every five words. Yeah. And that's kind of nice. That makes it easy to know what it's about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, I don't. I haven't taught you this. The Greek word for love is agape. That's the word it's using, and all all of our scriptures in the New Testament are written down in Greek, and so that's the word that's used here, agape, love. There are other words for love, but they're different kinds of love. So romantic love is eros, uh, brotherly love is philia, filio, filie, filie, anyway, uh, it's not using that word. This is self-giving love. This is true love. This is love of the other, willing the good of the other. So, uh, yeah, that's what this whole thing is about. And there, there are many things in here that we could talk through, but the main thing is that has, has God shown his love for us? Yes, on the cross. Very good. Yeah, the main, uh, you know, when Jesus went to the cross and suffered and died for us, that is the most loving act anyone ever has done or ever could do. So that's why we've told you more than once, God loves you more than I love you, more than... Your mother loves you more than anybody ever could love you. And it's very important to understand that. Did you see the part here where it talked about how we know that to be true? Is there any way for us to know in our hearts that that's true? Does anyone tell our spirits that this is true? Look down here. Hereby we know that we dwell in him and he in us, because he hath given us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. So in Romans, it talks about how the Holy Spirit witnesses to our spirits that we are children of God. So this is not something that we just believe in our heads. This is supposed to be something that we feel in our hearts, that God loves us. And when we know that to be true, that's what gives us strength to live as we ought to live. So it's important to believe all these things about God so that we can be for others what God is for us, you understand? 
Okay, we can't pay for other people's sins the way that Jesus did. But we can love them and take care of them like Absolutely. God would take care of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I felt like there was one other really long one, not quite that long. Yeah. Uh, is that Romans one? I think that was it. I don't think we skipped over any. So I'm going to go to the end because the last thing that is mentioned to read in all of this is the Confession of Faith, Article 1. Actually, I'm going to confirm that real quick before I do that. Uh, yeah, Confession of Faith 1, and we've read this before. Um, here's, here's how it goes. We believe in the one true, holy, and living God, eternal Spirit, who is creator, sovereign, and preserver of all things visible and invisible. He is infinite in power, wisdom, justice, goodness, and love. All those things were just in the answer, right? Mm-hmm. The, the whole thing is about the first four uh, catechism questions. Isn't that interesting? And he rules with gracious regard for the well-being and salvation of men to the glory of his name. We believe the one God reveals himself as the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, distinct but inseparable, eternally one in essence and power. That's the third. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we're we dealing with things that are interconnected here. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to say about any of today's question? Any questions you want to ask? Yeah, yeah, we can go back and, and look at it just to make sure that we covered everything for you. Um, I feel like we covered it all. Me too. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, we're glad that you joined us for this, and of course, we're going to keep at it uh, week by week. We're just going to march through the, the catechism, and is the, if this is a good resource for you and for others, and it is, you know it is, then share it with other global Methodists that you know. We need to be united in doctrine. We really do. And then, as I've said from the beginning here, the, the whole purpose is to empower uh, parents and grandparents to know how to indoctrinate your kids, how to sit down and have these conversations. And uh, I know not all kids are as um, intuitive as Susanna. She really is. You know, she's a preacher's kid. You know, she's been drawing these connections. So just do your best to bear with them where they are, Lead them through this as, as best as you can. And you know what? You don't have anything better to do than memorize these questions yourself and let them instruct you in your faith. A lot of adults in the Global Methodist Church have not been indoctrinated well, and they need to have some intentional time of humbling themselves like children. Does Jesus bless children? He says we need to be like children if we're going to enter the kingdom of God. So humble yourself, learn these things, make them a part of your language with God in prayer, Make them a part of your relationships, and in so doing, you will be blessed. Uh, let's take a moment. I just want to thank you, Susanna, for sitting down with me. You did really well today. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, li- I enjoyed it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. Uh, is there anything you want to say to encourage people who spent time with us? Um, I... um. When Daddy says, I, you need to be like a child to God, it doesn't mean like 
be crazy and not do and go to school still and do all a bunch of kid stuff. He needs obey the Lord like a good child ob- obeys its parents. I think that's helpful, yeah. Yeah, there's a difference between being childlike and childish. And no, we don't need to be childish, but we do need to be childlike. We need to be humble. We need to be coachable, instructable, and that's what all this is about. So may God bless you as you seek Him in humility. May He make you an instrument of good and true doctrine, and we hope you'll join us next week as we cover question five. Make sure to share this, like, and subscribe. It's going to be a good ride that we're on, so join us on it. We'll see you next week. Say goodbye. Bye-bye. Really good job, Susie.